0: How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you.
1: My name is Matthew Park. This is Jamie Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. Welcome to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show. My name is Jamie Filer, And as always, I am the co-host of the TRM Show and... Very excited to be here with you today, along with Mr. King's Fitness, Leo King. Welcome.
0: Thanks for inviting me back, Jamie.
1: Oh my God, as if it was a question, we have so much to discuss, so much to catch up on. Um, This episode is going to be a little bit different, guys. We are not only going to discuss business, but we don't really have an agenda. What we're going to teach you today would probably fall under the category of probably fall under the category of wisdom versus education. Correct, Leo?
0: So lots of wisdom in this head at some
1: point. So uh, topic for today, bodybuilding, balance, and business. I feel like your life, Leo, is 33, 33, 33 early. No, let me take that back. It was until, what do we have coming up, sir?
0: the bodybuilding show
1: yeah yeah, yeah we're
0: six weeks we're six weeks out from uh my next bodybuilding show wmbf worlds um yeah it's been a few years since i've been on stage uh we'll probably get into that a little bit but um yeah no just uh, super excited to be uh in prep again and and uh, working towards uh that goal so
1: It's fantastic. So let us talk. Let's hit the bodybuilding first, because, you know, a lot of people get into personal training in the first place because they're bodybuilders or they're bodybuilders. And then somebody asks or they're bodybuilders and then somebody asks them to coach. And then all of a sudden they become a personal trainer. So we all know that competitive bodybuilding specifically is pretty interrelated to uh, being a personal trainer, the fitness industry. How did you get into bodybuilding?
0: okay so just background history i I think i remember watching my first mr olympia when i was like 12 years old it was on tv and i was like what the heck is this and i was just fascinated with just like muscle and strength so it was kind of in general as a little bit of an obsession uh Mm -hmm. earlier on Uh, as soon as i could get in the gym at 14 i started training um reading muscle mags at 16 and um just kind of just i just loved it like um, you know, just the fascination of being able to adapt and change your own physique, yeah. um, initially. And then that kind of led me down the sports and exercise science route, and then obviously helping out people after that. So that kind of same timeline where you help others afterwards, that uh-huh. was very similar with me. Um, I started competing at 21. Um, I turned, with uh, which natural bodybuilder. yeah, What's that? Which,
1: which organization,
0: so I started with a, a international drug free association in Canada here. In IDFA. Okay. Google, Google searches, yeah, and they were they were big out west at the time, uh, being in Calgary. Um, but then I, uh, that's how I actually connected with Matt was right after that show, and um, yeah. I went into the INBF and WMBF. I actually turned pro a year later with them, and I've competed 10, 11, 12 times now, and it's as a pro. And um, yeah, just. Uh, I absolutely love it. Obviously I'm still in the sport a decade later. Right. So
1: God, that's impressive. Now question. And I don't know if you'll remember, but who won the Olympia the first year when, who won when you were, when you were 12 and you watched it for the first time.
0: It was Ronnie Coleman and it was like 20, 2002, 2003. It was that age. And i just remember him walking out on stage in his like a uh, stage in his, like uh, I think he had his like, um, Santa cloak on or something like that or something like king Clo- cloak
1: and everything yeah
0: yeah anyway, I just remember that and I, again I was like, yeah, just amazed
1: I love so. that I love that okay, so that's what inspired you so uh decided to compete what made this year because I mean you it's you and your wife knew you were having a baby, right this did not come as a right it, so you knew you knew you were nine months. Um what made you decide that this was a good idea to prep?
0: Couple of things um wife is now on maternity leave for 18 months right so up here in Canada it, she gets a nice long time um and obviously this is our second child so having been through it once we kind of yeah. get the the um um when kids are very very young that there, there's not there other than keeping you up at night and some very basic things, there's not a whole there's not a whole lot going on, right? So it's um, actually yeah. the easiest time to actually get into a sort of a prep mode and be able to kind of, um, you know, dial some things back on other agendas and just focus on this side of things. But when they're a year old, so let's say I wanted to do it next year, now yeah. they're running, now you're like fully occupied all the time is go, 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 go. And then trying to yeah. maybe balance out a, a sort of a competition in around that, um, it, it just it just made sense this year next year we want to do a lot of traveling uh hopefully uh but yeah go over to europe and and um you know travel around north america again so um and what with my wife being off for the whole year and a half next year made sense because again you can actually take more of a toddler around than just a a baby in a basket the whole time right so again it was kind of a couple of factors there
1: okay Um, And I've heard it said before, and I I truly believe there's no perfect time to start competing. Like circumstances will never line up unless you 100% are comfortable leaving your wife and she's comfortable, unless you 100% are comfortable leaving your wife and she's comfortable leaving you and she sends you to an island and your also business is 100% automated and systemized, right? There's no perfect time. You just have to decide it's ideal enough for now, Right
0: yeah exactly i think and you can always push things off right it's always going to be better down the road right and that and that goes from people starting any sort of goal uh out there no matter what it is um but you just have to i think you do have to be in a a good spot all around right whether that's family whether that's business whether that's um um yeah just all, all around life um yeah. So I kind of use the uh, the analogy of using the kind of the the dials, right? Like, um, you know, being able to dial things up and dial some things back a, a little bit, still like whilst maintaining all your relationships and and doing all of that stuff. Um, I kind of use the 80-20 rule where you know, 20 to the 80% of the results. So if you can just kind of focus on that on all the other areas, you know, yeah. everything's going to just be absolutely fine. Because um, let's be real, bodybuilding is an absolute extreme sport, right? You're pushing your body, you're Pushing your mind, you're pushing everything to the absolute extreme. And if you want to do anything above good, good to great, you know, you're going to have to push the limits, right? Exactly. So, um, you know, I don't necessarily think there's going to be true balance in anything, but being able to use this kind of system where you can kind of, you know, dial a lever up or dial things back. And, um, you know, and it, it is only a short term, uh, you know, this is a lifestyle for most of us anyway, right? Like, you know, we're always training, we're always eating well, you know, it's just like we're dialing at 10, 10% back and forth kind of thing. And, you know, we put a little bit more effort in, um, you know, it's 12 weeks, 16 weeks or whatever. It's not really that long-term, right? You know, some people uh, may maybe disagree with that.
1: Let's talk about the dials because uh, I want to go back to the family dial for a second, because, um, uh, I don't, I don't know if you know, but Katie just competed in Ohio. My wife competed in Ohio on her first show ever. Uh, she essentially started, I'll call it a diet, but she started bulking from July 1st of last year through March of this year, and then started dieting March of this year, all the way through her show. And as you start to tighten things up, it, you're also tightening the strings on your fuse, on your patience on uh the grocery bill. So how did you navigate your relationship with your wife as things as things are getting uh closer and closer to show day?
0: I kind of made a commitment to myself. So it again, lots of experience. First time, it was not in this position at all. Like yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. extreme of the extreme ends, right? Um mm-hmm. and I was uh um was uh um yeah, I mean, just totally different position in my life, right? I was twenty-one years old. Whole, whole different story. But anyway, um, I kind of made a commitment to myself to always try and be present, always try and breathe before I kind of make a response. Um, I mean, make sure my my days are planned out with regards to food. So again, I'm not having to spend hours in the kitchen, and and um, you know, I just try to make sure that everything was in place so to speak so that to adapt to that situation and and be okay right um yeah i think and then you know that you did mention fuse and stuff like that you can you can kind of feel yourself getting heated a little more quickly um again it's just okay just take one breath you know how would i normally respond to this situation right and and try and be your normal self um even if it's I'm going to say fake for a little while because it kind of is right like you are yeah. you know overcoming an urge to something right um a lot lot other things as well and uh, i just kind of made some notes but um communication is key right awesome. always right? so um if if you feel like you're in a certain place just be community just tell your spouse tell your clients tell whatever that this you know, you know this is how you're feeling and and this is what they can do for you and ask them in return like what can you do for them right because um if you know you're you're obsessed on the treadmill for two hours a day you're you're obsessed on the treadmill for two hours a day um maybe that maybe there's an other an alternative that will still keep that balance with your relationship that you don't need to be in the gym for that two hours just on the cardio when you can go for a walk with your spouse and your kids and all of that stuff so um there's there's a lot of things like that yeah be the uh be open. Be communicative.
1: Now, wait. Okay, so you met. You made notes, but I want to go back to one thing you just said, yeah. and it was about communicating with your clients. Now, do you almost warn your clients in advance that you're about to do a prep, and and you know they may lose you emotionally or psychologically for a little bit? Like, what do you tell your clients about your future involvement as your as you get deeper and deeper into prep?
0: Generally um I've actually I'm actually now on the side where if I can do this with no one knowing I'm prepping then that's my objective so I actually don't prepping then that's my objective so I actually don't I'm actually kind of I actually pull myself back off social media a little bit back off social media a little bit um I don't you know I I don't post you know any selfies i don't post updated pitch i'm just like very much just like hey i just want to get to the goal be my best and be that guy that just comes out of nowhere and just um and then then people can ask questions like oh my god how did you do that i didn't even know you were prepping and stuff like that and just be in that sort of position right where um and again it comes back to that sort of um you know trying to be your normal self throughout the whole time when my in-person clients obviously they can tell the Change because they're seeing you day to day and week to week and stuff like that. Um, But they're the ones who are, you know, that's they're the ones who really like to get involved in, you know, in your life as well. You know, it's you're you're it's a whole different relationship with in-person training, right? So,
1: so okay, so then my question that I just wrote down is to play devil's advocate wouldn't, couldn't it be said that it would also be advantageous to bring your social media following a Leo did, he won his WMBF pro show and you didn't even know he was competing because it didn't change any other aspect of his life, but rather bring them along week by week. Like, Hey, this week, my wife and I navigated this Rocky road. And this week I did lose focus with a client because I was thinking about my next meal, but I write until like, let them know the process.
0: There's a, I think there's pros and cons with both. I think it's uh, really good for getting following and I love people really want to know what people are doing and like be a real life sort of thing. Yeah. I've seen it so many times, uh, kind of in myself and clients who compete and um, other fitness professionals that compete that they do so much in those 12, 16, 20 weeks. And it's awesome and stuff like that. Soon as the show hits disappear then right
1: yes it's, it's so bad and i
0: and i would prefer to be like my normal self 365 65 than to be like you know maybe great for four months but then you're you're off everything you know and now now those potential new clients are like oh they were kind of fake kind of kind of uh, that's the way i kind of look at it in a in a way right yeah. so I, yeah. I would prefer to be that again that quiet you know dorian yates style just go underground, do your thing, come out of nowhere. Um, oh,
1: that's, that's why. Uh, that's why he's called the shadow, right?
0: It's why he's called the shadow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Well,
0: I guess it is a it is a personal preference and choice, but I've seen it from both sides as well, where it can do really well. But it just depends on that momentum after the show, and if um and and to some people's extent as well, following that journey post show is yeah. good too, because that's when most people kind of swim most people kind of slip up on right like yeah the dieting's easy really right like but that the mental toll and and stress you know and then going through the depression after and you go through like these uh you know binge
1: the cycle like, of the cycle time. right right, yeah. right? so yeah.
0: you know and um yeah so I think you know, and also as well, bringing people back and going, taking them through that stage can actually be one of your accountability tips too. Right. So, um, yeah, no, I just, I just think it it comes back to the individual self.
1: Okay. I like, I think that's a great answer. And also guys decide where you are on the spectrum. Do you want, are you in a place where you would like to get more followers and therefore bring people into your house party, right. And show them every single step, the good, the bad, and the ugly, as Leo said, don't be fake. If you're going to bring them into your house party, show open all of the doors of your house, be as open, honest, and vulnerable, and authentic as possible. Silence, maintain, do what you need to do, and then just completely sweep your division when the time comes.
0: Totally, And, and, and also as well, you know, still take advantage of, you know, being lean and being in competition and stuff and, and, you know, get lots of photo shoots done. And, oh. uh, you know, because that's going to be your content now for the next two years, year, two, three years. Right. So, um, just, you know, still take advantage. Don't be totally, don't do anything. Don't, don't not do anything, but, um, just be smart about it. Right. Yeah. Think about that long-term approach. Right.
1: Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So now let's switch gears a little bit and, and go, go to the business, uh, slice of the pie. Did you feel or what rather what needed to happen within your business that you could devote two hours on the treadmill, another hour, hour and a half of training. How did your systems in your business need to be set up that you could step away? Because I'll tell you guys, Leo was impossible because he had his clients and he was crazy busy with his family and he took time off specifically from his business to spend with them. So how did you make sure your business was also okay to maintain and keep rolling while you were dieting?
0: I mean, first of all, you know, the last since 2018 we moved into this space the the two years is obviously being business focused right so just as right now it's been more bodybuilding focused and being able to yeah. put ourselves in that position to financially be able to step away as needed um you know a lot of our systems are in place anyway from you know memberships and and our trainers and everything just runs smooth month to month so that i can create my own schedule so um you know i start the week i i make sure i blocked off everything i need for the whole week right my clients are in spot um i don't take on new clients and i haven't for a while um new clients and i haven't for a while um i uh yeah no then i block off my family time so you just you know you you are creating your weekly schedule um and then blocking off your 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 time frames for each of them. Um, uh, my, you know, my training's boxed off, everything's kind of like, it is somewhat set in stone. And then my ev- evenings, my free time, that's again, that's a no brainer. That's family, uh, you know, and all, all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, so I, I think it's like, first of all, I have focused on my business for the past two years to be able to, uh to put myself in this position to be able to pull the trigger right so and again when you're looking up your sort of macro cycles and what you're going to be doing in the next two three years you know I have a sort of it was not as if it, it wasn't unplanned it's like hey we're just going to do a 12-week prep no I knew in 2018 that I was going to compete in 2021 right so it's like I, I know my next few years a few years are roughly mapped out and then then I just, then you just piece all the puzzle together right so
1: So, What advice would you give to an online trainer who's maybe sitting at the 5k low, 5 to 10k mark who wants to compete and and maybe they need more than 12 weeks. Maybe they're looking at a 16 or 20 week prep. Do you think there's a threshold amount of money they should have banked? Or is there a particular system you think is more important uh, than another in order for them to be able to understand that as cardio goes up and, and brain fog goes up, they're going to be less present in their business.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, that number is going to vary depending on the person's lifestyle, right? So I, I'm a big believer in, you know, don't live be above your means, right? Yeah. you yeah. spend consciously and, 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 all of, and all of that stuff. So that, again, that number will be relative to someone else, but I mean, you should definitely have expenses um, yeah. paid for so that, you know, if you're living on five grand a month, you've got 30K in the bank where you're like, OK, maybe I. you're like, OK, maybe I only make 4K for the next few months. It's not as if you're going to go from 5K to zero, but it's yep. just like you've got enough of a backing to be able to uh, to support your your one just again, everyday living expenses, but yeah. also your actual competition fees and and some of those things as well. Right. And um, yeah.
1: So I think that's brilliant. And it also ties back into what you said about you're not taking on new clients. Now, guys, I hate to say it, but it is a a, a tactic or an intention in business to create scarcity, right? We see trainers say, I have two spots open this month, right? So while you may see that 16, 20, 12 week prep as a disadvantage, what it will do is create a waiting list for you so that... You know, whatever. Leo comes back from his WMBF Pro show that he's just won and he has 12 weeks worth of people waiting to work with the WMBF Pro Champ. That strategy, a sales strategy.
0: Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you can now, this is where systems and stuff come into place. If you can kind of create yeah. that database, right? You're collecting people's information and stay in contact with them right you know whether it's a newsletter or a, uh, a facebook group or something that you can kind of um and again maybe you're even bringing them along for the journey right so that they understand but you know as soon as yep. that yep. as soon as that um that uh that competition is over or the show season's over okay now you've got this you know 100 people that potentially want to work with you and you know that that 4k will turn into 10k like that right and um you know maybe maybe you've done um maybe you don't land them full, you know, your full gold package at $500 a month, but maybe you've got a, you know, uh, your 12 week training plan that you actually did for the competition that they want to do. Right. And you're selling them as eBooks as a hundred like um, dollars or whatever. Like the, you've got some options there. Dollars or whatever. Like the, you've got some options there. One of the things that I find in prep every, uh, every time is, I, I, I have way more energy in general and way more, um, way more ideas of stuff. Right. So it's like, you know, whether you're revamping your, your, um, your, your systems, your, your templates, how you're working with your clients, like that sort of stuff. Um, I, I get really like, uh, energized right now. So I'm like super efficient. Right. So that then yeah. again, now when, when you have that time and you have that backlog of people to, to service right now, now you can do it more efficiently too. Right.
1: I think that's an incredible way of looking at it. And uh, to that point, while Katie's cardio had increased in the last couple of weeks, I have never spent more time doing cardio, listening to podcasts. The creative juices were, fl- it's almost like her 45 minutes gave me for listen to business podcast, mindset podcast, everything and consume it. Like cardio is the perfect opportunity for you to consume information, not just watch mindless Netflix.
0: Yeah, and you, you, you got it from both ends there, right? So don't be, you know, if you're the spouse where the uh, other spouse is competing or what have you, you know, don't look at it as like, oh my God, they're being so selfish and taking time away from me and the family. Whereas, like you just saying, right? Hey, this is an extra opportunity for me. They're doing their thing. I'm going to do my thing. Um, I, uh, when it comes to my actual just training and stuff like that, what I actually try and do is actually involve my family in my walks, right? Yeah. So, I'm not a, I'm not a cardio guy. I've actually done zero cardio this whole prep, but I do a day, I do t- my 10,000 steps. Right. So why not do a three K walk with, you know, the two kids pushing the stroller, bring yeah. my wife along. And now you can, you can be open and you can communicate and you can tell them how, and you can tell them how the things are going and stuff like that. Right. Um, on the sort of the flip side of things, don't make it the focus point either. Right. Like when you are communicating don't make it everything you do talk about you know talk about other things life where do you want to go on vacation next what are your goals for the next year right like try and be as um yeah mindful and balanced as possible um because again anything extreme will bring the extreme out of you and you want to um that'll be all you want to talk about or discuss and uh, that's not always healthy for any relationship too
1: yeah, absolutely. And if if you are the spouse competing, make sure you have some sort of present or trip or trinket lined up for your spouse because they have been infinitely patient with your dieting ass. Um, all right, Leo, uh, give me some last words of wisdom for people balancing business, bodybuilding and family.
0: I, I think, um, this is a lifestyle for most of us. So kind of look at it as just an extension of that. Don't um, don't, you don't need to go to the extreme uh, two-step on stage. Um, You know, this and also as well, the stage is always going to be there. You're, you know, if this year isn't the right year, don't force it. Right. Yeah. Maybe something comes up in your life. Right. And, and uh, you know, I think take everything into consideration uh everything that we've we've spoken about, obviously, but yeah, the stage is always gonna be there um so- yeah, so just um yeah focus on focus on being uh present uh with everyone around you uh take a mindful approach, try to be balanced right yeah. I don't think again it's you're gonna be a hundred percent balanced, use the dials to kind of push things back and forth, and yeah.
1: I think that's brilliant, brilliant wisdom, brilliant, brilliant wisdom, brilliant insight, Leo. Um, I guess to sum it up, we could say there's no such thing as, as work-life balance, but there's work-life integration. Absolutely. I love it. All right, sir. Thank you so, so much for your time. this. Well, thank you for making the time for me this morning. I appreciate you so much. I know I'll be seeing you in the upcoming weeks between now and your show, but still best of luck or you don't need luck. Just, just kick so much ass.
0: It's going to be fun. We'll uh, yeah. we'll keep everyone posted. Absolutely. So thanks, Jamie.
1: Thank you so much for joining the trainer revenue multiplier show. As always, we can be found on your favorite podcast streaming platforms, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. Please feel free to share it on your Instagram and your Facebook. We love the love you can follow us at trainer revenue multiplier at j 91. Believe it's Leah. What is your Instagram?
0: Uh, at leo.kingsfitness and at kings.fitness.
1: All for tuning in and have an amazing day.